It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, the Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. This, my friends, is Access Atlanta. It's a new podcast that shares the best things to do, see, eat, and experience. Welcome to Access Atlanta. This week, I'm here with Melissa Ruggieri again, uh, who is always a very welcome guest, and we love having her. Uh, again. Yes. Welcome, <laughs> Melissa. Hello. Um, so this week, we're going to talk about something Melissa has been working on, uh, which I think is is very interesting because, of course, I have opinions, and probably you do as well. Um, she's written about her favorite venues uh, to see live music here in Atlanta. It's, it's a story that I have been thinking about for about a year. So you would think I would have had this written by now, but <laughs> I've just been thinking about it right. for well, 12 that's, months. That's, that's a big part of the process. It is because, you know, it, there, it changes. Yeah. And I go to so many shows and so many venues that when you're, when you're in the building, you suddenly go, oh, yeah, you know, actually, I do like this about this place. Or, you know, ugh, I thought I liked this place, but I really don't. <laughs> or this is annoying. And why haven't they fixed the air here? You know, stuff, right. like, stuff like that. So right. in a way, it was bad almost to have that much time to think about. Yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise, I could have just come up with a list off the top of my head and, yeah. and left it. But, you know, I mean, you know, like, like me, you've gone to thousands, thousands of shows, you know, over the years. And are your favorite venues in Atlanta or have you gone other places that well, you I've, really like them? There, there are other places yeah. that I like venues. I mean, I guess I've just been to so many here right. um, that probably the preponderance of them would be here, I would imagine, just because, you know, I have experience going to other venues and there are some I like. Mm-hmm. Um you know, all over the place, but, and some of them are gone. Right. You know, places, right. places that are gone. Right. Hey, like, that's another story. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> another story. Like the rat in Boston, which was the diviest dive in the world, but it was awesome. I love the divey, divey yeah. places. Those and are actually CBGB's yeah. too, oh, which CBGB's, is speaking sure. of divey places. Yes. That, that's, that, that's the holy grail of divey places. <laughs> but hey, you know, I can say I went to CBGB's. Right. That's so very cool. A lot of people can't do yeah. that. So that's pretty yeah. cool. Um, you know, but but I there, we have some really great venues in Atlanta. We have so many venues in Atlanta. Yeah. You know, I have a, a master list of venues that I keep when I do uh, live music picks every week, just to have the information there to copy and paste of the the address and everything. Sure. And I looked at it to sort of jar my feelings about some places and make sure I wasn't totally forgetting about some place. And it's it's like a three page long list mm-hmm. of venues. I, I mean, I think for this a city this size, we probably have more venues per capita yeah. than most. And I, I was talking to Peter Conlon at Live Nation recently, and he agreed. I mean, you know, he he kind of almost feels like we're at the point where we're good. You know, like don't add any more, even though Live Nation are the ones who have added <laughs> <Right>. more lately. <laughs> but but I mean, but it's cool that we have such a varied. Um, um, size of, yeah. of venues because you you know you can be the artist who comes here starting out at like the Buckhead Theater and then at some point you know you're at State Farm Arena and yeah. and or look at Ed, Ed Sheeran is actually a perfect example of that you know I mean 
In 2013, I covered him for the first time when he came to Atlanta and played the Tabernacle. Yeah. And now he's playing Mercedes-Benz Stadium and selling out stadiums around the country. And right. in between, he's played Infinite Energy Arena. He's played what was Phillips Arena and now State Farm Arena. And and he just grad he graduated quickly. Yes. <laughs> I mean, more faster than a lot of other acts do. But but we have that ability to to grow an mm-hmm. artist here. And and I think that's one of the really cool things about. Right. And I think that's why a lot of artists like playing here too. Right. Because they know they could start their career at like center stage and even center stage. You know, you got vinyl, the loft, and center stage. Yeah. So you could you could graduate your yeah, career graduate, in right, one building. In one building, yes, yes. And and masquerade is much the same way. Yes. They have they have right. three venues there. Yep. And heaven so. hell purgatory. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's. I just finally went to uh, to that new uh, the new masquerade recently, and I, I haven't been. been to the new one yet. Yeah. So and you liked it, you said. I like. Well, I went to the the smallest one, Hell. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't I haven't experienced the others. The smallest one is Hell. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was. I, I really liked that room. Yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. It was just a small room, um, and but it was great. It was fun. It was. Uh, I really liked that. Well, you know, I. Th- I think you and I also probably like places that are a little grimier yes. in a way, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, and not, that, not that I like having things stick to my shoes when I walk yeah. or going into the <laughs> women's room and going, ladies, really? I mean, how do you make this much of a mess? But, right. But there's something about going to a concert in a venue that, that, that there's grime on the walls, you know, or in yeah. the walls. And you could just have, it has that feeling like a CBGB's, you, yes. you know, I mean, they're, they're, it certainly wasn't the nicest venue around. No, you don't want no. nice. You don't always want nice. No, that's history. That's exactly. that, that grime is history. It is. It is. No, that's so true. It's <laughs> definitely if these walls could talk, kind, yeah. of, kind of thing. And you know, and we've we've had a lot of that in Atlanta too. Sure. Pre me, you know, I mean, you know, back with with Alex Cooley and Alex Cooley's Ballroom and yeah. the original Roxy and yeah. you know places like that. Yeah. Um, the, Metroplex, uh, Great Southeastern Music Hall, Great Southeast Music Hall. Yeah, Metroplex, which was a smaller venue. Right. The Six Eighty Eight, of course. Right. Classic, right? Yeah, um, lots and lots of venues like yeah. that. Um, you know, and we still have a lot of smaller rooms. The Earl, the Earl, uh, five twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're they're everywhere. And you know, some of the smaller rooms like Eddie's Attic mm-hmm. are more of the, an acoustic thing, and they're right. you know much cleaner than your <laughs> average dive. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's not exactly where you would go to see punk or, no. or whatever, no. but. Uh, yeah, it's but it's that that place has been around forever and and look who it's bred. Yes, you know, I mean, so many major acts that right. you know, like John Mayer and the Indigo yeah. Girls. Yeah, John Mayer used to work the he, door. He was there. a doorman, right? Yeah. yeah, he was a doorman yeah. there, and you know, and he lived down the street, kind yep. of from where I live now too. So, I mean, yeah, there's an ascension in a career too, right? But um, you know, one one of the things I decided to do to whittle down the list because it really it really was hard to come up with five, and actually I kind of had a tie at five, so there's really six, but. <laughs> But um, I, I decided to eliminate anything that was too big. So stadiums are out because yeah. I think we can all agree that nothing sounds good in a stadium. Yeah, no, um, no one, no one really chooses no. to go to a stadium. No. It's just that it's like an artist gets big enough. Exactly. That's if you're the where Stones, play. you know where are you going to play? If yeah. you're U two, well, U two actually played our smallest arena this year, yeah. Infinite Energy, since State Farm was closed for renovations. And I, you know, I remember when that show was announced. I had talked to some people who were like, I can't believe they're playing such a small place. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? I, I think it's amazing that they're playing such a small place. I mean, oh, yeah. the fact that I could see them in a place that I could see them <laughs> right. and not be the little ant on the stage. Because no matter where you sit in a stadium, and, and I don't even mean just in Atlanta. I mean, I've been to 100 stadiums yeah. probably over the years in various cities around the country. And they're awful. I mean, they're, they're not built for concerts. It's a, no. That's just the thing. I mean, they're built for maximum noise for sporting events. 
And that's what they should be there for. And like you say, no one chooses to go there. It's just out of necessity. So so stadiums were, were off my list. And so were anything really under a thousand seats because like we all know that everything sounds great at Eddie's Attic or, yes. or Red Clay Foundry. <laughs> and, yes. You know, I mean, so those are those are listening rooms mostly. So that that sort of helped narrow down. Yeah, my that does help. A yeah. little bit. Yeah. But still, I mean, when you look at those mid-sized venues. There are a lot of them. There are a lot of them and they're not just in the city anymore. I mean the you know Gwinnett and Duluth and you know up up in the northern well, arc that's another thing it's like it, they are moving into the suburbs there yeah. there are actual venues right. that have good shows right. and good sound which is in, great in the suburbs if you live there because yeah. i mean i when i have to drive to infinite energy arena and i live in, you know i live in the city Oh my God! It takes me an hour to get there. On a, if it's a weekday, at least an hour. And I think, well, you know, look at all the people who live up there who have to drive yeah. down to State Farm. You know, yeah. I mean, it's the same. It's the same for them. So the fact that they have those options now is actually, you know, I'm yeah. I'm I'm very very happy to yeah. to see that. I mean, and even like the the bowl out at Sugar Hill, yes, uh, the, the right. amphitheater out there. There, I mean, there are right. all these venues, right. and, and they're having more stuff at uh, Peachtree like City. Yeah, Peachtree City, the Fred, the, the Fred um, you know, the Strand in, in uh, Marietta. Marietta. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There, there are venues all over the place yeah. now, and that's great. You don't all everyone doesn't have to come into town right. into this centralized location right. to see a show. Exactly. You can, you know, and a lot of cities are like that. A lot yeah. of cities, you do have to go downtown, yeah. and those are your only choices. So it's yeah. it's it's cool to see the expansion of stuff. Yeah, and, uh, and you I know, I mean, that. but I actually do like a lot of our theaters or. Um, um, arenas, yeah. because even though they're not, you know, they're, they're not charm filled because they're multi-use venues. Sure. I mean, they're not specifically concert venues. I think many of them do a really nice job of catering to a con- making making it easy. Because look, ha- it's it's hard to get the energy and the money and everything it takes to go into go into a concert yeah. these days. Because we have so much entertainment thrown at us on our couch that to get up and actually do something, you know, you need to entice people to come out. And, and I mean, believe me, if it weren't my job, there are many nights where I'm like, oh, I gotta go sit in traffic for yeah. an hour and go deal with parking and people and, you know, just everything that goes along with it. So I think, I think some of them have, have really kind of gone out of their way to make it as accessible as possible mm-hmm. and for people to have a good experience when they're there. Because especially with social media, I mean, you know, you, you just tick off one person and suddenly you're being vilified. Right. <laughs> your your venue is being vilified online yes. for whatever may have happened, rightly or wrongly. You know, yeah. I mean, and, and sometimes people have experiences that might be specific to whatever their problem was. Like, you know, they bought a ticket that wasn't an actual ticket and right. so therefore they wouldn't let them in and then they blame the venue for that when you know it's really not the venue's fault no. so you know when 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 you deal with this business for as long as we have like you kind of learn to see it from everybody's perspective and sometimes the wrong people get blamed for things like you know like when Ticketmaster gets blamed for for ticket prices well they don't set the ticket price no <laughs> they no. even don't even set the fees actually it's just yeah. a percentage of the ticket price so yep. where did that come from that comes from the artist and you know sort of like direct your ire <laughs> you know, right elsewhere but yeah. but i but you know i i think with with very few exceptions, there really aren't any venues here that I just dread going to because I know it's going to be a horrible experience. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Whether it's because of the parking or because of the lines to get in and, you know, or any of that. I mean, I think they, they all do a really nice job of 
moving things along, making yeah. making you feel like okay, we want you to be here rather than you're doing us a favor right, by right. by being here. But you know, just like anything, there's always going to be something that goes wrong for somebody, and they're going to complain. Yeah, and, and I mean, and you, me I, too. Believe yeah. me, I've come home plenty of nights oh, complaining yeah. about. Well, stuff. you mentioned parking, which that can also be you know that can often be a little Absolutely. bit of a hassle. I mean, you yeah. you know you yeah. end up parking miles away, miles away, or, or there is no dedicated parking, right? And then you get there, and you know you're like, okay, whose driveway am I parking in? Right, and, or you're paying. $40. Right. And is this person I'm giving money to yes. actually authorized to Correct. take money for this lot? Right. Or the, or yeah. the, oh, don't worry. We'll keep an eye on your car in this uh-huh. lot here. It's yeah. like, yeah, you're going to keep an eye on, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah, there's some of that, but yeah, the venues have, they've gotten much better. They've gotten much, much more welcoming and friendly. Yeah. And, you know, I love, I love some of the newer ones like, you know, Cobb Energy Center we've right. talked about, which I think. Sorry, we both saw Kraftwerk. Yeah, 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 which was, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was a great show. That was great. And, and it's was, a very comfortable venue. It is. It's very comfortable. You know, it's, it's not grimy at all. It's not grimy. See, that that's an example of not grimy, but still a nice job. Because again, multi-use, they yeah. do many other things there. Right. Um, they, but part, you know, they have a parking garage. Yes. I have a parking garage and a parking lot, and yeah. it's like six bucks. Yeah. I, I mean, that's totally reasonable to me to yeah. spend six dollars to park your car. And it's fairly close. You're not. It's, it's like, like you're right not. There. Yeah. yeah. You just like walk across the parking garage, basically, yeah. and you know. I mean, that yeah. is that is one of the benefits of of being you know closer to suburbia yes. rather than to downtown, right. because of course. Parking is at a premium right. downtown, and it's a lot harder to find, right. and it's a lot more expensive. It's a lot more expensive. Although I will say, like the Tabernacle, I know has done, um, and I think the Roxy does this too. When you go online to when you go online to buy a ticket, you can also pre-purchase mm-hmm. parking at one of the lots around there, and you know, and actually all the all the downtown venues do this now that I'm thinking about it. Um, you know, so you could just click on like add parking, and with the Tabernacle, you have a choice of. 15 of the garages that, you know, if you want to spend $5 and walk eight blocks, or if you want to spend $12 and walk a block, yeah, you can, you can do that. And I've actually done that a few times, like during the week, yep. if it's a weeknight show, because I figure I don't know what's going on downtown with, you know, traffic and everything else. I don't have to worry about it. And yeah, it's just really nice. You just either keep it on your phone, print it off, whatever. And yeah. you already know where you're going when you, you know, just <laughs> put, put the, put those coordinates in your GPS right. and you go right to the garage. Yeah. You don't have to circle around. And that's a great idea. Yeah. And I mean, there, there is a lot of parking parking downtown some of it can be very pricey though yes. depending and also if you're not familiar with going downtown so you know i always tell people if you know if you haven't been to the stadium or the arena or even the tabernacle do your research before you go because you know i mean i think i was just telling you that last year it was a year maybe it was two years ago probably i went to um, greenville south carolina for the kickoff of the bon jovi tour because yep. i wasn't going to be able to see the show here and, you know, it's like two and a half hour drive, which I used to drive from Richmond to D.C. like three times a week. So for me, I was like, oh, I haven't done this in a while. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so spoiled now with everything in the backyard. But, so, you know, I'm driving and I get there and I'm following the GPS and I'm, I'm, you know, at the site of the venue. And I turned down the main road to go to the venue and I suddenly went, oh, my God, I have no idea where to park. Yeah. <laughs> I had totally forgotten to look where it was. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm just going to follow everybody else and whatever it costs to cost. And, yeah. you know, I'll get reimbursed. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I mean, it was my, I, I was like so mad at myself as somebody who really should know better. Right. Right. And who often provides these <laughs> right. kind of, this exactly. kind of information for our right. readers. How yes. many times have I done the, here's what you need to know before yes. you go to the Taylor Swift concert, yep. you know, stories and dummy over here just totally forgot to do it herself <laughs> and kind of got stuck in the middle of a traffic yeah. jam going, yeah. oh, I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, you just, and even with like, you know, like Infinite Energy Arena, you know, there's parking on site. Yep. But you you might want to know that in advance. So sure. Always go, go to the venue site, you know, see what. And co- different concerts, sometimes they have different things going on, different prices, especially right. I, I know for State Farm Arena, sometimes it's $15 in the red lot. Sometimes it's 20 Sometimes yeah. it's 
40 if it's Garth Brooks or something. You know, yeah. I mean, it, I know, I know. It's 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 all, you know, demand-based pricing. Like, yes, everything yes. seems to be. Well, yeah, well, that's, that's you know, that's the gig economy that for you. That is the you. gig economy. That is <laughs> that's, the gig economy. That's brought us the uh, surge yes. pricing yes, and all exactly. That. Yeah. The, the demand or not. Yeah, so there is that. But, but yeah, I mean, I think I think parking absolutely pays in, plays into you know, when you decide if you're going to go yeah. to a show or not and, and kind of have to go, oh, I have to deal with this or that. Um, you know, concessions to an extent. Um, mm-hmm. The new State Farm, I mean, their concessions have done a complete 180 from, from what they were right. in the before when I was like, uh, is it the crappy hot dog or the crappy pizza tonight right. that I'm paying right. $9 for? You know, at least now they have a whole lot of options and, and they've done a, a, a minimized version of uh, what Mercedes-Benz does with that fan-friendly pricing. So, I mean, yeah. you know, you can get a hot dog or French fries or a drink for under $5, yeah. which is nice. Yeah, I mean, that's... Because that's, that's really all it's worth, honestly. It, well, yeah, that's what you would pay at, you know, right. most places. Exactly. It's like, and you know, yeah. you, it's like you were you were beholden to them. It's like they had you captive. Exactly. It's like, you know, yeah. much like a movie theater. It's like, right. well, you know, we're going to charge you nine dollars right. for this thing that cost us pennies exactly and, and you have no choice i mean for a while phillips when it was phillips they had taken away their regular drink size which mm-hmm. was five dollars they took it away for like a year and wow. the only option you had was a nine dollar souvenir cup <laughs> i swear to you shane i almost passed out once or twice because i'm like i am not spending not i was so thirsty <laughs> but i'm like and it was like in the summer and i'm like i will sooner die than yeah. pay nine dollars and even if i by the company, I don't care. It's a no. It's the principle exactly. It should not cost me nine dollars no. for a diet coke. It just no, shouldn't. because and we all know how much that costs. Right, and the bottle of water is like six. I mean, a couple yeah. a couple times I bought the water just out of desperation because I'm like, well, at least it's only six. But I'm like, this is a fifty cent bottle of water. Right. You know, I mean, so at least now, you know, they've they've come in line with a lot of the other because yeah. um, I think I think Mercedes Benz kind of set a trend a little bit, especially yeah. among you know football stadiums around the country that right. there are several now that are like, oh, huh. well, didn't they? I mean, hadn't they done some of that at SunTrust? I mean, a little bit better than it's. I I, I haven't been. Not this, that uh, I noticed, honestly, because I was maybe there. it's just maybe just the better options. Yeah. There oh, are yeah. There they have they have sure. great options. Oh, absolutely. But, they, yeah. yeah. They they have they have a lot of pretty good food options because um I was there for Jason Aldean, um Zach Brown, and the Journey Def Leppard show this past yeah. summer, and all within like a ten day period. I think they were all pretty close together. Yeah. So I saw a lot of SunTrust for yeah. <laughs> for concerts this summer, yeah. and um and no, I mean nothing is particularly. I would say, you know, below market value right, <laughs> for what right. you're getting. But yeah. but there are, you know, especially... So many options. And I would take a walk around, you know, go yeah. up to the top level and see what was up there. And, you know, I'd come down to the second level just to see what was going on. And also to hear. I like to hear how things sound in those, especially in stadiums. Because, you know, yeah. when they had their first, when Billy Joel was the first show there, there were a lot of complaints about oh, the yeah. sound. Yeah. Um, you know, Mercedes-Benz, the same they thing with same Garth thing. Brooks. Yeah, yeah. Because, again, as we said, not built for concerts. But um, but I do like to sort of hear it from different points and and... and you know, and honestly, they they both improve greatly. I mean, yeah. again, it's not going to be like on Eddie's attic, but no. <laughs> but for what it is, I, I and I don't think you can expect if you are in the four hundred level of a stadium and you are you know pretty much on the roof inside Mercedes Benz and you paid forty nine dollars for your ticket. Well, you're not going to get the best sound experience. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's just the way it goes. No. I mean, it's just the way it's built. And if you know if that's what your budget allows, then at least you're there. 
You, you know yeah. what I mean? You kind of have to be kind of have to be happy with that because right. again, it's not just Atlanta. Right. <laughs> it is it is every stadium ever yes. in the history of stadiums. stadiums are not built for that. <laughs> Outdoor venues, right. it's like they can you know they can amphitheater it up all they want oh, sure. with you know all these things, but it's trees. still <laughs> yeah, but trees and <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, no matter what, it's outdoors right. and that sound is, is it has nothing I mean, to bounce right. off of. Exactly. And I mean, it does. You know, they built roofs and things over right. it. They Band you know, panels, or, band shells, you know, all yeah. that. But, yeah. you know, when it comes right down to it, a lot of that sound is just dissipating into the it air. And, there's, you know. You can't, and there's no control. Yeah, and especially that. if you're, you know, out on the lawn well, or whatever. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love Wolf Trap in Northern Virginia as, yeah. a, as a venue. I mean, it's a beautiful yeah. place. It's in the middle of a park. It's it's gorgeous. And I've gone there as a, just a regular patron. I've gone there to work. So working, I always had really good seats up front. Now, as a patron, I did the lawn thing once or twice. And right. now, you, first of all, you can't even see it. <laughs> yeah. You can barely see. And the sound is, is not great. And even in the seats, the sound is fine. But it's it's a nice place. Yeah. You know I mean? That, so that was a place you would go to as for the experience you yeah. know, kind of thing. And and one one more that um, we haven't really talked about is uh, the fox. Right. Which, Speaking of places that are pretty. Yeah. And... I, I mean, I uh, don't get me wrong, <laughs> fox people. I I love you. I love your venue. It's a gorgeous place. It is. It's it, a beautiful place. But it's it's big. And when you go see a Broadway show there, I mean, most Broadway shows are in theaters that are a thousand to fourteen hundred. I mean, that's mm-hmm. typical. Well, maybe eight hundred to fourteen hundred is kind of the Broadway theater size for right. a reason. Yeah. You know, when you go see a musical and you're in the third level, if you're in the mezzanine, you can still hear really well in the Broadway theater. Yeah. When you're in a forty-five hundred seat venue, <laughs> and you're yeah, at the top, not so much. Not so much. And with dialogue, and that tends to get lost. And then with concerts, you know, I I had like back to back almost Nine Inch Nails and David Byrne, two very different shows. Yes. But everybody stood, which is fine. I mean, you know, of course, stand if you want. It's a concert. But when everybody stands and, you know, you're 5'3", there's no slant on that yeah. floor. And you really, truly can't see a thing. And then back to everybody pulls out their camera and is holding it three feet up in the air. Yeah. So they've now made themselves six foot nine yeah. <laughs> in front of you. You really can't see. And yeah. I, I both shows, I wound up leaving my seat after like the fourth of his song. And I just went and stood in the back by that little wall they have in the yeah. back. And Watched it yeah. from there because I, I could I truly could not see the stage like I had I couldn't tell you what Trent Reznor was doing I couldn't tell you what where David Byrne had gone yeah. I mean it's like I couldn't do my job and I just I don't love the Fox for for concerts yeah no. but it's but it's a, a gorgeous place it's a gorgeous His, place historical it's a historical <laughs> place it's a beautiful a beautiful theater uh, but it was a movie palace that's right. what it was right. and you know in many ways it's remained that that's that's its best function exactly. I think, right. um, you know, Broadway plays are, are just too big for it. Right. Um, concerts, the acoustics aren't the best in the world, especially the balcony. I mean, they're, uh, they're, yeah, they're the balcony. In the yeah, yeah, if you're if you're down on the floor, it's it's you know it's great. I, I've seen mm-hmm. shows. I, I, I was telling you, I saw Elvis Costello back in '83 mm-hmm. something, '84. I can't remember something. A long, <laughs> long, long time ago <laughs> when you were like six. Right? Yes, right. <laughs> um, and you know, I was like on the tenth row, and it was great. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, that could also be a function of how how young I was and how impressed <laughs> I was that that I was seeing Elvis. Costello with Aztec camera opening. Oh, wow. Aztec um, camera, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was a great show. And, it, yeah, if you're on the floor. But I've seen things since then. Uh, I've seen Allison Krauss there. I've seen, I can't remember. There's so many. But, but yeah, if you're on the, if floor, you're on the floor, fairly right. close to the front, right. it's fine. It's good. It's yeah. totally fine. Yeah. But and then, especially... you know, seeing, the, the, seeing, you know, Rent 
up in the rafters, yes. I couldn't tell tell you what was happening exactly. if I hadn't known. Right. See, that's the thing. I mean, especially and like you might be able to catch most of the music or the songs, but as yeah. far as like dialogue, and you know, when Hamilton was here, you know, I heard that from a lot of people too, with the with the rapping being so fast. Yeah. And um, and you know, I don't know who I was talking to, but we were discussing whether or not we thought they slowed down the rapping just a tad compared to the New York or the, hmm. the Chicago versions, because on tours they're playing these right. much bigger halls that they're you know not not built for theater yeah and you know people people are very so many people are very familiar with the soundtrack anyway but if you're not especially yeah yeah, that stuff goes i mean and yeah it went whizzing by me and i had already seen the show and i was familiar with the soundtrack and i was like wait oh is this that oh okay but (laughs) yeah i have friends who you know who had loved hamilton Mm -hmm. they they were familiar with it they hadn't seen the show Mm -hmm. You know, they were familiar. They, they knew, knew the soundtrack. The, they knew the soundtrack. Right, yeah, right. and they went to the show, and they loved it. Yeah. They're thrilled with it. Right. It's like because you know it. Because you and knew it. Yeah. Right. right. If you were going in blind without mm-hmm. not knowing anything about mm-hmm. the show, it might be more difficult. But, right. you know, that's, for some, that's the only way they're going to see these shows. Well, sure. Um, and so, you know, right. they, they sort of have to go into those those bigger venues. Right. as you. It's like we just talked about that, that you know. Necessity. In order to make, yeah, in order to make the money to right. pay for the tour to right. bring these things to us yep. where we live, yep. they do by necessity have to be in these bigger venues, which are not built for right. for that you know that very purpose. And they can really only be there for a week, or you know, Hamilton yeah. was here for a couple of weeks as it's done. You know, that, that's how that tour is built to, sure. to be places longer. But you know, any other you know, like School of Rock comes through, or you know, the Little Mermaid comes through, or you know, whatever. That, that's how that's how those Broadway tours work. I mean, yep. you're, you're you're seven days, mm-hmm. in, not even seven days. I mean, you, know, yeah. you arrive, you know, Monday's dark. Yeah. You know, Tuesday through tu- Tuesday through Sunday, yep. and then you're on to the next city, and that's just the way that's yep. just the way they're built. And so you you have to be in bigger venues to accommodate. Most of these are you know pretty popular shows. Sure. You know, like we've got Dear Evan Hansen and Waitress, you know, coming coming here as next year as part of yeah. this current season. I mean, those are shows that are going to sell out yeah, of course. pretty much every night. So, of course, they're going to want 4,500 people yeah. <laughs> as opposed to 2,000. And, yeah. you know, I mean, so, you know, there, there's a little bit of downside there, too. So, yeah. um, And it's a chance for people, you know, to see it. You that know, you say, that, that might not be going to New York. Right, Might right. not be going to Chicago. You I know? mean, especially something like Dear Evan Hansen, which, you know, yeah. the kids, you know, younger kids yeah. love that. Yeah. And they're really familiar with it. Right. You know, they some of them are obsessed with the soundtrack mm-hmm. and all that. So, when they go to that show... They'll they're know. they're going to be fine, yeah. whether they can really understand the, the <laughs> words or not, because they know them already. And yeah. that's actually one way I can kind of tell, you know, how good or bad the sound is places. Because, you know, I go to a lot of shows of artists that I'm not, you know, I, I don't know the catalog of every single artist I go sure. to cover. I mean, I can't possibly. So I, and the internet has been really a blessing you know, mm-hmm. with that, because the old days I used to be like schlep CDs around in my backpack when, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. when I'd be writing It used on to be site. a lot harder. It yes. used to be a whole lot harder. Yes. So now I just, you know, I'll jot down lyrics, you know, during the song of what, you know, whatever I hear them singing and then when I get home to write you know I'll just look up the the song title by checking the lyrics yeah but some shows I have no idea what they're even saying (laughs) and I mean I know my hearing's not 100% you do this for a couple decades Mm -hmm. and of course it's going to happen even with earplugs which I do wear at every show and you should too but (laughs) you know I mean just just a natural erosion of of hearing but yeah I mean there are some shows where I'm actually looking at the audience trying to read their lips of what they're singing along to because I can't understand you know I mean to me that's that's just muddy sound I mean that's just Mm -hmm. not because for other times, it's perfectly clear. You know, other artists right. or other whatever. So I know right. it's, it's not the yeah, venue. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily it's not mean it's the venue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it just could be bad sound right. mixing, right. bad sound check, exactly. bad, you know, yep. whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, but they're, you know, and, and I'm sure 
I'm sure once I the story comes out, um, you know, people are going to have their own opinions about yes. what their favorite venues are. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be like, how how come you hate Chastain? Or I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying I hate Chastain in the story. Yeah. It's just not it's not one of my picks because it's no. it's really you know no. Not, and that's or, the, or thing. the Fox, you know, it's like the same thing. Yeah, but the, it's like some of those venues we we have an affection for simply because of things we've seen there. Sometimes that's true. I think yeah. it's like we were just I was just talking to some friends of mine. We we all mentioned uh, Roxy Music did a reunion tour. Oh yeah, and that was. Was at Chastain. Yeah. And for that, very, I, I, you know, right. that was a very memorable show to me. Right, right. So, you know, I, I'm not crazy about Chastain either. Right. It's not my favorite place to see things, but I saw that show there. Right. So that will And that always, was a memory. Yeah, that's a huge thing for me that mm-hmm. I got to see Roxy Music mm-hmm. Live. Um, I saw the Decembrists there. It was a great mm-hmm. show. Um, God, so many. And there's so many great shows that I've seen there. Tor- oh, yeah. Tori Amos was awesome there. Yeah. Um, yeah, but but you know, it's sometimes it's just connected to the band, right. and you can overlook right. the uh, shortcomings of the venue that's and, true. and have a really good memory of that show. So that's a, that's a good point, and especially when I mean you're you're just going to go as a fan. Yeah, you, you know, I guess because I have a little bit of a different perspective of you know sometimes having to go to things yeah, yeah, yeah. whether I want because yeah. you know I saw Duran Duran there the last time and a good friend of mine from Richmond yeah. came down to go with me and you know it was just a fun night and so like that's that will always be a good memory of yeah. being there but it's still just not a venue that you know <laughs> that is not making my top five no no for for lots of reasons you know but um but yeah I mean everybody's gonna have their you know I think this venue's better than that venue, and you know what are you talking about or whatever. Right. That's okay. I mean, that's <laughs> that's fine. A lot of people go to like two shows a year, so they yes. may have their one or two favorite venues, and I, I get that too. Maybe right. it is down the street from where you live, so you like the convenience right. of it, or right. or, or it may be just you know the artists that they tend to book. Oh, well, because, right, because some of them for, sort of feel like they have a niche that that right. they, they fill. It's like right. they do this type of thing, or right. You know, well, so. look at City Winery. I mean, that's a good yeah. example of another new ven- newer venue yeah. we have that's small, yeah. intimate. And, you know, they, they book some really interesting acts there. Oh, yeah. And yeah. people that, that's prob- that's the right size for them. Yes. And they're almost, um, I'm trying to, like, they, they probably appeal to a slightly older crowd that mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily want to go to, like, a center stage. Right. That wouldn't feel comfortable mm-hmm. going downtown, parking in a dirt lot, you know, yeah. that's just everything that goes along with that experience, or some of the other smaller venues, around, even, like, Terminal West, necessarily. you know what I mean? I mean, like, City yeah. Winery definitely caters mm-hmm. to people who want to sit down. <laughs> yes. People yes. who might want to get a glass of wine yep. and don't mind paying, you know, $10, $12 for it or whatever. Right. I mean, that that's their whole thing. And it's, it's a nice atmosphere. I was just there a few weeks ago, yeah. and... I really enjoyed it. I mean, I thought, you know, and I didn't love them the first time I went there. I thought yeah. I was distracted by the the noise factor of people well, ordering. Were, yeah, and, that's I, I, that was probably the same show. I wasn't that. Oh, the yeah, same, that right. was I the Richard Thompson show. Yes, the Richard Thompson show. That's Which right. Which I wasn't there working, and I loved it. Yeah, but I, that was probably about the tenth time I've seen him. But you were also sitting back. In the, in, the, in the VIP section, and as section, we discussed, that is the best place to sit. Yes, I've always told people it's like <laughs> yeah. it's it's not it's not it sounds like really fancy and cost you a fortune. I know. No, it's like ten dollars more. Yeah, maybe? exactly, and it's it's great, and yeah. you're, it looks like you know if you look at a plot map of, mm-hmm. of the venue, it looks like oh you're way at the back, but it's a tiny room. It's a tiny room, and you're not way in the back. You're next to the there's like a bar back. Right. There. I mean, you're kind of that's next a great to thing about it. It's like you can <laughs> get a table right that's there. just for right. two people, and right. you can sit at that table, and the bar is right there, right. and the stage is right in front of you. Yeah. And it, it's a raised platform that it you're was on awesome. in VIP. No, I mean, I, I agree with you because the first time I went, which was that show, um, no, I'm sorry, I take that back. First time I went was to see Robin Mead like the December before and oh, I was yeah. at one of those tables that 
you know, I wasn't at the side facing the stage. I was the side facing the wall. So oh, I yeah, had to yeah, turn, yeah. I had to keep myself turned the entire time, which is really not comfortable. Mm-hmm. So some people don't mind that though. I mean, right. I've talked to other people who are like, oh yeah, that's fine. Again, I'm a pain in the neck. I go to a million right. shows, so yeah. I like to be comfortable. So sometimes it's all about picking the right seat too. It's all about picking places. the right seat because this last time I went to see Richard Marks, um, there were a couple of high tops along the other wall, along the far wall. And uh, you know, we sat there and you know, you have a direct diagonal view of the stage mm-hmm. and you're a little higher also than everybody else. And and it right. was great, especially because yeah. I was kind of in the corner. So that's, there was like no one on the other side of me. So you know, yeah, that no sounds <laughs> that sounds a little like the Vista Room, which that, that reminds me of the Vista Room. Yeah. Uh, you don't know if you've been there. Yes, 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 yes. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. it's like they've got those like right. the, the raised uh, tables over along the wall right um, and, and those are perfect a, yes. that's yeah. a nice place that's a that's a nice vantage point yep for a concert but yeah. um but yeah city winery too small for my list too so yeah yeah because <laughs> they only they that i forgot what their capacity is it's a few hundred um, yeah but not quite i'm, I'm going with a thousand and higher yeah <laughs> so a thousand a thousand to twenty thousand i guess is yeah. probably yeah. is probably going to be my range to yeah. you know like i said no stadiums nothing too big nothing too small because yeah. we, we kind of know that those are good and bad for respective reasons right right <laughs> yeah that's sort of a given it's yes. like you know a smaller venue is the best place for, you know, sure. most of the time to see. For acoustics, yeah. Yeah, acoustic-wise and, and, you know, proximity to the artist as well. Well, right. You know, <laughs> yeah. for many of those, you're right there. Well, it's... you know, Christian Bush always does these um, shows over Thanksgiving weekend yep. that um, he's done for years. And and I always love going because, you know, Christian Bush is like right there, you know. Yeah. And, and it's great to be able to see somebody who, you know, I just saw on stage at an arena mm-hmm. who's right there back at Eddie's attic with his acoustic guitar and, you yeah. know, that, talk about like seeing, you know, big artists and small places yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Just, it's just kind of a cool I always thing. love that yeah. it's 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 great because you know usually those that's the hardcore fans who manage to right. get those tickets right. and right um you know so that's that's really a lot of fun it is and I think the, and the artists appreciate it too because yeah. they have that interaction right that, right but, it's something that they're not used to exactly. anymore it's like they got that on their way up but then you know then you then you lose then you only see the first two rows for exactly the rest of your yeah yeah you can turn up the lights all you want but it still looks like this teeming mass exactly. yeah you're not really making eye contact with no. any Anybody ever, you know, no. even though you're waving to the rafters and say, "Hey, how's everybody doing up there?" Yeah, they're, they're not; they don't see you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's no reason to scream. They're 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 not looking at you. <laughs> they're just looking into the black abyss of darkness. Uh, and, yeah. you know, hey, well. Atlanta. Right. Exactly. <laughs> hey, look at the piece of paper on the floor, Atlanta. <laughs> Hello, Cleveland. Uh. <laughs> But yeah, so venues are awesome. We love them <laughs> yes. uh, because, you know, if it weren't for venues, we couldn't go see our favorite artists. That's right. Um, and, you know, that's a very important point to make as we wrap up, Shane, that, you know, you can you can download all you want. You yeah. can look at YouTube all you want. Nothing, nothing, nothing replaces a live experience. No. There's, there's nothing that's going to make you feel like that. There's nothing... Like that experience that, you know, put your phone down and pay attention. But, yes. you know, even whatever, even mm-hmm. if you're recording it. I mean, you're still in the room. You're still, yeah. you, it's it's that that connection. And yeah. even with the people around you, you it's, know. It's an adrenaline rush. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, it's this this interaction between, right. you know, the artist and the audience right. that, you know, you're never going to get. No. You know, with your headphones on, listening no. to it. It's just not the same. It is not the same. And also, it's the way many artists really make their living. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they don't really get a whole lot right. from... Uh, oh, albums? I mean, yeah. I, I, I saw Ed Rowland recently from Collective yeah. Soul, and he said they were going back out on the road... Um, 
I guess it may be beginning next year because they're releasing another. That's what, that's what it was. They're releasing a new album in, in April. And I said, oh, I guess you guys will be back on the road in the summer. And he's like, oh, absolutely. He said, because before it used to be you released an album to tour, but now you tour because you released an album. Uh-huh. And you, that's the only way people even know that you've done anything yeah. unless they see you live because the record industry is just not, you know. Yeah. Again, yeah. a podcast for another day. Yes, that's another day. <laughs> the yes, state of the record yes. industry. The, the penny, the, the, the fraction of pennies that artists get yes. for streaming and, and yeah. all of that. So, yeah, yeah, which is kind of sad. Which is why, you what know, they give us. support live music because exactly. at least, at least they, they do get, you know, most yeah. of that revenue or some of that revenue, depending on <laughs> depending on how far along they are in their career and what contract they have signed. Yes, so. yeah. And, um, and so... The whole reason for this is uh, Melissa's picking her top five venues between a thousand and a thousand and twenty thousand. We'll go yeah. like starting at a thousand yeah. to like arena size. So uh, nothing bigger than arenas. Yeah. <laughs> so by the time you hear this, you'll probably have read all. About I hope that. so. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, it'll be at ajc.com, of course, on the uh, Atlanta music scene. scene. And yeah, and then the Sunday uh, Sunday Living section on November eighteenth. On November eighteenth. Yes. So, if you're um, a print person, you can find it there. If you're an online person, you can find it on AJC.com, right. Atlanta Music Scene. Wherever you go, you can find it on your phone, on <laughs> your right. tablet, on your laptop, on your desktop. We are multi-platform. Anywhere. That's right. We are wherever you want to be. Uh, so thanks a lot, Melissa. Sure, thank you. Uh, it was great to talk about uh, one of my favorite things. Yeah, always. So uh, but we'll revisit the the other aspects of the music industry. That's sometimes. right. There's <laughs> there are so many things to talk about in the future. I'm sure we'll be doing this again, and actually, uh, we will be doing this again very shortly. Uh, Super Bowl. So we'll we'll be talking about the Super Bowl coming up. Um, you know where we stand on who's going to be playing and all of the events surrounding the Super Bowl. So uh, check back in in a few weeks for that. Um, meanwhile, go and check out uh, Melissa's top five venues on AJC.com. Cool. Thank you. Thanks. Let's see what's happening in and around Atlanta over the next 10 days. Miss Bennett, Christmas at Pemberley, returns to the Balzer Theater at Herons in downtown Atlanta as theatrical outfit remounts its 2017 holiday show. Jane Austen's classic characters from Pride and Prejudice come to the stage as they mark the Christmas season. Carolyn Cook directs a cast that includes Amelia Fisher as Austen's heroine Mary Bennett and Justin Walker as the reserved but dashing Mr. Darcy. If you have a Jane Austen fan on your Christmas list, this just might be the perfect gift. Theatrical Outfits Miss Bennett Christmas at Pemberley runs from November 21st through December 23rd at the Balzer Theater in downtown Atlanta. Tickets are $18 to $51, and you can find those along with more details at theatricaloutfit.org. The sweet and soulful voice of John Legend seems like a perfect fit for a few warm and comforting Christmas classics, and you can hear him tackle those chestnuts live on stage at the Fox Theater on November 20th. Legend recently became part of an elite club by reaching EGOT status, meaning he has an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony Award. The final piece of that achievement came when he scored an Emmy for his performance in the lead role in NBC's adaptation of Jesus Christ Superstar. Get an early start on the Christmas festivities with John Legend at the Fox Theater at 8 p.m. Tuesday, November 20th. Tickets are $79 to $233.50, and they're available at foxtheater.org. It's the most anticipated and talked about art exhibition of the year, inspiring a frenzy of advanced ticket buying. 
Those advanced tickets for Japanese artist Yayoi Kusama's Infinity Mirrors exhibition are sold out, but about 100 walk-up tickets will be available at the museum each day of the show, beginning on November 18th. Those tickets sell on a first-come, first-served basis and will be valid for that date only. The show that is coming to the High Museum of Art is the most comprehensive exhibition of work by the 89-year-old Kusama to tour North America in more than 20 years. It's the final stop in the show's six-city tour. Organized by the Hirshhorn Museum and Sculpture Garden, this show explores six decades of Kusama's creative output and will trace the development of the artist's Infinity Mirror Rooms, her iconic kaleidoscopic environments. The exhibition offers six of these rooms, along with sculptures, paintings, works on paper, archival ephemera, and additional large-scale installations that span from the early 1950s to the present day. There will also be new works by Kusama, who remains active in her Tokyo studio. Don't miss what is sure to be one of the most talked-about art exhibitions in years as Yayoi Kusama's Infinity Mirrors comes to the High Museum of Art, running from November 18th through February 17th. The daily walk-up tickets will be $29 for ages 6 and older and $5 for ages 5 and under. Find out more information at high.org. Planning for holiday gatherings? Here are a couple of ways to raise your game. The Shed at Glenwood will be hosting holiday bubbles, making it easier to pick the perfect drinks for the holidays. They'll offer a tasting of four champagnes and four of their New World sparkling counterparts. The wines will be paired in two groups and served with family-style bites. That's happening 3 to 5 p.m. on Saturday, November 17th at the Shed at Glenwood. And the cost is $90. You'll find more info at theshedatglenwood.com. A tamalada is a tamal-making gathering and a holiday tradition for many. On November 17th at El Ponce, you can attend a tamalada and learn how to make tamales for Christmas. It's one of the tastiest traditions around. You'll also learn to create some classic cocktails with a Mexican twist. Tickets include light bites, cocktails during the event, recipes, and tamales to take home. A family-style meal is also being offered after the class for $15 per person, including a margarita, appetizers, and taco platters for the table. Join the tamalada from 5 to 7 p.m. on November 17th at El Ponce at 939 Ponce de Leon Avenue in Atlanta, and that cost is $25. Go get more info at facebook.com slash lpontsatl. For more things to do around Metro Atlanta, head to accessatlanta.com. Our senior editor is Nicole Smith, podcast edited by Ryan Horn, music by Bo Emerson and Billy Guin, and I'm your host, Shane Harrison. Join us next week for more Access Atlanta. Access Atlanta.